0: Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm your host, Alex Oxygen Gore. I'm here with Lance, direct and efficient psycho. New pronouns just dropped, everybody. We can go into that if we want. We have a great show for you. Um, basically, one thing I'm excited about, I'm going to read, Lance, five things architects Ooh. and designers regret about their own home. See if you agree or not. Common versus standard, the debate. Um. And I don't even know what that's about. Good. And then the window salesman rant. Oh. We'll get to see Lance Rant. Yeah. Before we do that, my rant, uh, a couple things. Thanks to Rich. Uh Rich it, the architect. Yep. Uh, he has he you know a thousand people listen on, you know, uh whatever they listen on. <laughs> Only a few people listen on YouTube. And he
1: keeps seeing us switch chords. Are you are you recording, by the way, on your desktop? I just want to make sure. Uh, and yep, Look and he is. he keeps seeing us record on our desktops. I hear you. I think you are. I'm trusting it. Oh no, you weren't. Now Three, we are. But that's two, all good. We just one. want to show Richard's beautiful punum. Yes,
0: <laughs> which means face. <laughs> and. It's great because I can just press this button. This is what he got us. And we can switch HDMI, HDMI. Why did
1: it stop flashing?
0: I think just because my hand got closer. Okay, good. I think the problem is we have an 84 inch touchscreen TV from Dell. (laughs) Thank you, Dell. And uh, it has problems sometimes. I don't think it's used to like from a computer screen to H to 84 inch or whatever. So it's flashing in and out. (laughs) <laughs> you can't see it on YouTube because it's recording our screens, but that's flashing yeah. in and out. Um maybe it'll still work. We'll see.
1: It's I tell you, it's uh you know those when they give the warnings with the anime? The flashing? Yeah. I I it, I'm just a little worried about my myself, just so you know.
0: The, the, the what this reminds me of is like every <laughs> time so you do something more complicated, yeah. To like ease it. Oh, with the website. I was going off on the website maybe like 2 3 weeks ago. I forgot why. It was you you told me it was it was the forms or whatever. It was the forms. Yep, yep. it was the forms we, you know, we have to use WordPress and we have to use a plugin and then it has to be through Clavio and then all this other stuff because this is what allows us to do stuff. It's like, man, on Weebly, even though it doesn't have all the SEO like the forms just worked. They just worked. Simpler it's better, but you don't have as many options. But So thanks, Rich, for that. Even if it doesn't work, it was a brilliant idea. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm gonna try, I'll try plugging it in harder on the other side. Uh, <clears throat> but my read is, if uh, you are a firm that's just getting average profit, you're working more than 40 hours a week, you have issues with either staff or clients, uh, you want to basically mm. have your firm firm run smoother while making more money and have having more have fun. You,
1: I have to have you unplug this. I, I'm serious. I'm sorry, <laughs> R- Richard. I really appreciate what you tried to do, but for some reason, it's not your fault. Like this, a great idea. Now, uh, do you hold up the? Ho- Here's what we got. Can I you? We got this. Like it switches into two, but I swear to you, it is Nope. We can't do it that way either, right? Yep. Yep. Perfect. I can do that Okay. One. Yay, no more flashing. I was going to have a epilec- ep- ep- epileptic seizure. I'm not even joking. Like that was hurting me. Keep going. I I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> was that the play? Rich? That, that was the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like um
0: anyways, <laughs> check out architect's uh no 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 no. Uh buildabetter.co.com, buildabetter.co.com. Yeah. Or email me at akg at f9productions.com. And we were talking about (laughs) running your firm efficiently, smoothly, with great projects, great personnel, while making a profit. Check it out. Uh, com,
1: or email me at akg at f9productions.com. It'll change your professional life. Duratherm defines the category of all wood, completely custom hardwood windows and doors that deliver on your architect's vision. And everyone knows it. That's why they refuse to rest in their laurels. And while Duratherm brand is built upon their expertise in wood windows, they are proud to announce the introduction of a clad exterior feature for their windows. Learn more at DurathermWindow.com. Last but certainly not least, ArcCat.com. Accurate data is crucial, especially in today's business environment. Outdated and inaccurate data leads to turnarounds, delays, and rising costs. With supply chain and staffing issues, these costs and delays can multiply. That's why a resource like Arctat.com is so important. Arcat works with manufacturers to keep their data up to date and accurate and offers it to you easily accessible and free. Use Arcat's powerful search engine to find what you need and download it right there on their site without needing to pay anything so, or even register. So try Arcat.com today. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Back to you, Al Gore. Well, common verse standard debate. Oh, okay. This is a... Uh, from the construction side of things, which I think also plays into the uh, architecture side of things too, is uh, language is very important to me. and being precise with your language, I think, is very important to you. Not a huge fan of Jordan Peterson anymore, but I do think there was a lot of great principles he had in his in his book uh, uh, Twelve Rules of Life, and one of them was about being precise with your language. So as you're listening to this, obviously. So I am an orator. Al is too. If you're a salesperson, business person, leader, it's important because I think what it does is it, it can set up your mind, your mind frame, and, and your your mindset for tackling problems or understanding like a, a baseline of where to start. Right. So I'm going to read two definitions. Uh, I realize this is elementary, but I said like I felt like I'm bringing this up today. Standard, right? So the definition of standard is. <coughs> A level of quantity or attainment. Second definition is an idea or thing used to measure room. Sorry, used to measure norm or model in comparative evaluations. That's those are the noun definitions. The adjective is used or accepted as normal or average. That's the one I want to focus on. Used as accepted as normal or average. Number three. So then, then there's a definition of common. And uh, <clears throat> the first definition, adjective is occurring, found, or done often prevalent. That's the one I want to focus on. Mm. Builder owl. Yes. Architect owl. Developer owl. Whatever owl. Do you think there are such... What is the better word that should probably be used in construction of anything custom, right? Anything... And almost, like, you could argue that almost every building is Custom. Even if it's like a Costco on a different site, it's probably custom to that site, right? Um, I know. You're weighing it. You're weighing it. Is it better to say this is standard practice or this is common practice? Go back to st- so So prevalent or
0: like found? Standard, a level of attainment.
1: Uh, right here, though. This is the one we're focusing on. Okay. Used or accepted. Again, standard. Used or accepted as normal or average. Okay. Versus common, occurring, found, or done often prevalent. Go back one more time. One more time back to standard. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Um, The common practice or standard. The problem that I'm having is that while... I, I hate, and I already went over this. Yeah. I hate when people say, like, there is no line, thus there, thus you can't have a position on something, right? Meaning, like, where the line is of what is standard or what is common moves. Because I remember a very seasoned developer uh, and builder being like, what's a reflected uh, ceiling plan? It's like, well, that's standard or common. Whatever word you want to use, yep. right? So... Yes, there's that, but there's just there's just ga- there's just gaps in people's knowledge, and that's fine. So, like, if you say, yeah, here's the problem. <clears throat> if you say there's a standard level for building, or or common, you're saying there are a hundred different standards. Yep, maybe even a thousand. Okay, and and I would fight back as like, okay, but honestly, you can only expect seventy or eighty percent of those to be like the standard that people actually know.
1: Oh, oh, due to the, yeah. Due to the knowledge gaps. Yep. 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 Okay. Your thoughts. That was actually really good. I'm glad you brought up the knowledge gap. So that's actually where this comes from. This comes from, I'm getting questions. I'm getting questions all the time from the field as the, as the GC. And actually, I guess sometimes from the architects too, like, well, what's, what's the standard? Ooh. I I instantly start thinking about that word, and I go, standard to what? Standard to this project? Standard to the industry? And they go, no, just like the standard. And then I then I then my brain goes, there is no standard. There is standard to project X, project Y, project Z. Standard to uh, this, the, you know, those specific like a very specific thing. I think it's like more of what's common in the industry? Like, are, is that what you're looking for? I think what you're looking for is what's more common. And here's why I think it was proven to me this morning. Oh, Uh, disagree with me. No, I I have a thought. Good. Write it down. Yep. One of our custom client, one of our clients that we're building a custom house for right now emailed back this morning and said, Hey, uh, because our construction foreman is suggesting, Hey, I know you're going to build your own doors. But uh, what we need to know, because we're framing, is what is what what is what is the tolerance we need to give you for the rough openings? Three inches overall width, three inches overall height. Right. Yep. She fires back and goes, she goes. I don't understand where the three inches is coming from. But what is most common? Oh, it got me right in my right in my heart in a perfect way because I've literally been ta- weighing the, these this these words. With our construction foreman for two weeks. I'm not joking. Yep. Because he, he, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He has knowledge gaps. No one knows everything, right? Yep. So he's just trying to learn, again, like he's trying to fill those knowledge gaps. So his yep. coping mechanism to fill the knowledge gaps is to ask the question, what is standard? And I keep having to, again, relay in my mind, go, standard to what? Right? And then I have the client come in and go, what is most common? Perfect. I, for me that I just like I think that's where I'm at of trying to yep just cope. yep. okay. Um, I'll break this apart first
0: on framing and uh, framing nails. The standard is the IRC, which lists uh, six penny nails at whatever you know like three on the top plates shooting down into studs, you know, blah 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 blah. What's common is you go by, framing nails and a nail gun, which aren't that, and you shoot a shitload of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's the yeah, yeah. standard which what is you're the trying book. To say. Yep. And then what is common is not necessarily that. So another example might be like um the standard the standard might be that HVAC subs do not cut through your truss. It is very common that they do that. Do you get where the distinction that I'm getting
1: yep, through? I do. Right? Yep. I totally so do. So
0: sometimes the standard is not common. Yes. Now, now let's talk about standard. I think that's the you phrase. Mean common? You, nope. You, oh, let's sorry. talk about okay. standard. Okay. Let's let's talk it like if someone's asking you what's the standard. Yeah. Okay. What do we we need something to talk about? Let's talk about bathrooms. Let's talk about tile. Right. <laughs> I love talking about but, tile. The standard is that you use red board, right? Yeah. And then you uh probably tape the seams. I'm 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 not a big tile guy, so like I'm just going off of just like al tile Very Gagor. theoretical, right? Yeah. And then <clears throat> on the base of it, like not only do you have that, um then you have some waterproofing ma- layer. I'm listening. Yep. Right. That's the standard. That's the standard Right. for this discussion. Yep. Um that's what should be done. I I am trying to think of an example of like what's the standard but not commonly done. Um, but that's that's where like I oh, would I'll, use. I'll tell you. Can I give you a
1: layup? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Schluter, or uh, not Schluter. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the Schluter waterproofing. Yep. You know the the, the the these membrane sheets. Yep. Is a grade up because you're right. Like, what is the baseline standard? What is that's the, a great the, way of putting it too. The baseline standard. Yep. Yeah, the baseline standard for showers is exactly what what Al was describing. It yep. is the fiber cement board, and then you put red guard over the top, and and maybe you may tape the seams or not. You just red guard over it. But like, yes, baseline yeah. standard. Oh, yep. now we're going above that because it is more expensive to do that. So yep, it's
0: better. But that might. But but honestly, sometimes <coughs> common is better than the standard. Sometimes common is worse. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So th- th- that's the difference. Is like, okay, if we're talking about the standard. We're literally going down to like code and, and and stuff like that. If we're talking about uh common, then it's like okay, what normally happens this is what normally happens that's that's the difference yeah
1: okay, perfect I yeah I just thought it was see it was worth bringing up yeah like I think if you end up taking if you end up becoming an architect builder i I'm just trying to help everybody understand like I pretty much guarantee this is going to happen to you. That you're going to come up, that these words are going to come up in the practice. Because it's not only coming from the field and my guys in the field, it's coming Mm. from the owners, too. Like, it was just totally proven to me. I'm not joking out. That email came in last night ahead of this podcast, and I was like, I got to talk about this. The fact that these words are literally in my ether is like, first of all, there's some woo-woo with it, you know? Yep. And Uh, I was like, I got to do it.
0: I'll give you another one, too. Okay. The standard for parapet tops coping is to slope either to both sides or one side. The common is no one does that. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you, yeah. So like, I would love for you to bring up those examples to our foreman just to tell them like, this is why I see it different in those words.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 On to, I think, right. The next one. Yeah. On to the next one here. Tyler Suomala, our friend over our at, favorite
0: copywriter slash marketer. Dude, slash he's
1: advertiser. so awesome. He's so awesome. He knows he is. Uh, he's got a beautiful post here on the LinkedIn I wanted to talk about, bring it up to Al. So he's got some slides. I think there's like eight of them. Yep. Uh, profit and architecture is taboo. Design is the hero, but that's destroying the industry. Second slide. Bec- because design and profit are understood as mutually exclusive, with the exception of architects. Most feel that in order to execute their vision, they must compromise profit. We believe we must charge lower fees for the ideal project, allow scope creep to please the client, eat additional costs of greater design. Guess what? This then produces, at Mr. Al Gore. It produces more work hours. We don't want that because you got you got to you got to hang out with those boys. I got to go hang out with my boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it produces lower salaries, less benefits. Profit isn't the enemy. It's the catalyst for change. Ooh. If you continue to ignore it, everything else suffers. Your employees, your business, your culture. Oh, good point, Tyler. The industry. Yeah, 100%. We're just like eating. We're, it's like the snake eating its tail. Uh, unlearn the separation of design plus profit. F- focus on their alignment. Understand how the profit is generated. You can create incredible designs and operate a profitable firm. Uh, so join uh this uh, Tyler's just not. I just thought it was uh, these are great points, and I wanted to ask Al because Al is his middle name is Prophet. It is Al Profit of Profit. Yep. Gore. Uh, so if you like what Tyler's doing, go check him out at tylertaxes.com. Do you believe? Like, what do you think about the take that? How many architects buy into that? That, ah, uh, I gotta. In order to do good design, I'm going to blow all my design fees because I'm just going to spend more and more time. And this is on the heels of us coming back down from NDSU earlier this week, giving critiques to fourth-year design students, sitting with Mr. Derek Maher and seeing, knowing that, like, he gets the bones right, but he also gets the details right. And, like, getting, like, that last, like you were saying, point-something percent on all the little details that end up making the whole and like it, it's just like anything, finishing a house, finishing any project, that last 5% takes up like so much time compared to the 95%. Yeah. I, 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 it, it resonates so much
0: with me because literally in our last weekly meeting with <laughs> the profit group, the Buildability a business group, we were implementing and talking about strategies to make these align. And one of the things that I don't think architects are aware of is – how much high-end clients pay for other people's services, and what that puts you in? You have so an example. Me, yep. So high-end house, high-end client. Um, the interior design fees. Interior design fees were seventy-five percent of the architecture fees. And the architecture fees, I believe, also included CA. Yeah. So like, that's a net, and, and it was like an involved CA. And this is, t- okay, I'll just get, um, it was something like uh, 75K for interior design fees. And this work was split between, d- the, architecture fir- the architecture side was split between d- two firms. How many how many architects are charging seventy five k for design and ca of houses? I don't know. Not that many. Yeah. Not that many. So what I'm talking about is that first we you have to realize like what boat you're in, and then second too like even if you're not getting all of those works, there are strategies in how you communicate, how you create your contract that limit this scope create that limit this uh, run away, like suck of profit. And then there's ways too like in the CA phase to get more money. Um, and all of this, all of this in, is in line with the goal of a better pro- project, a better profit and better and, and having people actually being happy and, and them being profitable doing the work too. So like I couldn't agree more. I think that we spend so much time on the design uh, of going to your point of of Derek Maher, our friend and great designer, of of getting those details right and and iterating on those details and then rendering those details and then showing people (coughs) and getting critiques. And those details make a huge difference, and we all know that. But we don't apply that same level of critical thought and critiques to the structure of your firm, to how you operate, to your contracts, your systems, And that's what bill, the better is. Yeah. Like we get critiques all the time. Like I almost, I almost want Derek Maher to critique my home design whenever I do it, but I don't want him to take any credit whatsoever. I know (laughs) that's a struggle, (laughs) but that's only because it's my house. Like we're doing another project. I'm going to have, dude, I
1: thought about the same thing when I thought about my house. I'm just going to give you the remote. I thought about the same thing. Uh, with that, I was like, ah, but then he's gonna get some credit. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> it was really, yeah, yeah. But,
0: but, but our other architecture, uh, you'll put up something on the screen, people will look at it, one of the guys will. We're sending off a project to D Maher to, to review and stuff like that. We are, but we don't have that same level of community and care when
1: we are looking at our own firm, yeah, yeah. Beautiful takedown. Uh, take up, whatever you want to do about that. Uh, let's switch it over to you so it's just not just Lance Good here. Uh, Good. Tell Everyone us about these five Fell things. asleep. Yeah. Just
0: kidding. So I'm not going to put this on the screen because I want your reaction before Good. you see it. Right? So <clears throat> these are the five uh, regrets that architects and designers
1: have on their own home. Wow. So hey, I've done two of my own homes now, technically. Technically, yeah. And uh, I'm livid- I've lived in both of them. Yep. Sometimes it
0: pays, this is number one, to stretch your budget. Tell me if you agree or not. So they opted, this is the story, um, for painted wood when they would have preferred stone on their patio. It was money at the end. The, back then, the cost difference between the two materials was 20k, which was a tremendous amount. While making that choice to bank the money was wise in the moment, uh, Sh- Sherry regrets it in hindsight come back to bite us in the butt because we're constantly dealing with the maintenance on the wood porch. It has probably co- spent more than 30000 on repainting and upkeep over the years. They painted wood?
1: Yeah. I don't know why you... There's a... Okay. I'm going to react to this. Yes? Yes, I want Okay. Your, Stop painting wood. Like, I... I, I so, sorry, I just had to say that yep. because that's... But I'm going to give you a better example. Okay. I think that's what's necessary is like I need to have a better example to go from because that's like that's like if an architect again this is five things architects and designers regret about their own homes I can't believe you're an architect and you painted wood number 1 number 2 it, it would be the same as if you painted brick right yeah except for Al's brick on his old house which was painted and was actually awesome like I still think about that brick every once in a while honestly if you
0: buy Low-quality brick, and then you paint it, it can look fine. But
1: we're we're going off the rails here. I'm sorry to be tangential with that. Uh, I'm trying to think of a material that we skimped on that I wish we wouldn't have in either of the houses um, that I've designed and built for myself, essentially. And there honestly isn't a a material I can come up with. Um, Because even the only thing I can come close to is, how about this, is... I wanted level five finish on my drywall, whichever, if you don't know what that is, it means it's perfectly smooth. And we had to compromise because level five finish is unbelievably insane. Expensive. Like it's so expensive. Uh, to just level three and a knockdown finish, right? Yep. I thought it would kill me inside. I thought it would kill me inside. Yeah. I don't even notice. I didn't notice living in the big house. I was much more happy with. Our decision to spend the money on the windows, keep as many windows as possible, and then and then this, the bones and the space of the whole thing work together, right? I'm going to contrast that with where I, I live in uh, one of the condos now, and we have level five finish in there. These are the condos that we developed, design, development, own. And I don't give a crap about the level five finish. In fact, the level five finish has actually annoyed me more. Because I can see all the little artifacts after people have been living in there, including myself. It is a nightmare to repair. I'm telling you guys, it is a nightmare to repair. Mm. So I'm I'm not even trying to play devil's advocate here with this. Uh, I will... So the final conclusion I'll get to with that point is Al brought this up actually in a meeting like two weeks ago on our two-second lean. He went and visited these awesome townhomes up in Fort Collins, and he pointed out the importance of Al and I have like from like day one. For some reason, we were on the same page about like trying to do like s- uh, slots of space, slots of light. Mm-hmm. So imagine a staircase, right? And it's a it's a just a it's just a, a staircase that goes straight up. If you put a window at the bottom and a window at the top, like the circulation slot of space, the actual light slot of space, and all of that, we didn't comp- again. So back to we didn't compromise on the windows in the house. We stuck with that. Like that's part of the bones. Yeah. Right. Of the whole thing. We took out a window in the condo at the bottom of the stairs and yeah. it actually kills me a little bit. Yeah. That's what kills me. So I think there's, there's examples of both. Yeah. What I'm getting at is like, you got to be really careful about what you're skimping on then and think through the life cycle of it. And, and, and what is it, what it reminds me of is what Rhett was saying when we were up there. Rhett Fiscus, who's been on this show, uh, architect up in uh, North Dakota, up in North Dakota, good friend. And he was saying to us, he goes, my, so a lot of my budgets that I'm dealing with, architect-wise, are, are so tight. I have to make sure that they can't destroy the bones of it. Yeah. And, and, like, as long as I get the bones right, then it's okay if they swap out materials and start painting brick or whatever. But I never compromise on, because I don't allow them to, because I, that's the way I design it, windows, space, form, the big stuff. Yep. Okay. Move. I like
0: it. Moving on to regret number two. Take time to investigate switching to electric. So, at the time, uh, her subcontractors recommend sticking with gas in parts of her home with the baby on the way. She didn't have the energy or time to question it. Uh, she now wonders if it was the right call. I wish I would have had the capacity and foresight and looked at alternatives. Uh, so, she wished she would have completely converted the gas uh, from gas to electric, there are two real, real reasons why I prefer the move um, from combustible appliances, indoor air quality and sustainability.
1: Hmm. Uh, uh, so I just I just had this happen with another client, and we have a perfect case study of it. Actually, we almost have a perfect case study of it. So I had these in the one of one of our clients, they just finished their house. We're gonna go tour it actually next week. And they said, they reached out to me and they thanked me because they said, hey, I'm really glad you actually ended up pushing for us to have a backup furnace that was gas powered because, oh, we do have a case study. Yeah. So because they go, our neighbors who also rebuilt, these are wildfire victims. So they had uh, a lot of the houses in the neighborhood burnt down. So like you have, it was so interesting as a case study because you have all these people rebuilding their houses at the same time with varying technologies. Yep. So you got to see the contrast. And like I was, couldn't believe I got this email. I still can't believe it. Like It's literally like Providence. And she goes, thank you again for convincing us to do a gas-fired uh, furnace uh, in addition to the electric heat pumps we did. We got to test them. It got, we had a cold snap at the end of October. And she said, the electric pumps failed after it got down to like 20 degrees. Mm-hmm thank God we had an electric uh, gas fired furnaces backup because then we didn't go without heat. We didn't have any disasters. Our neighbors didn't do that and they had it. So I think you got to think about it as a, um, it's like a, it's like what's a, uh, if I cut off with one of my, if I cut off one of my fingers, right. Yeah. I can still do things with my hand. Sure. Like, Basically, what you're doing is if you go all in on with one thing, understand, you went all in with one thing. Well, the other
0: thing too, the reason why I like, and, and you can say backup. I, I, the better way I like to sell it mm. is uh, dual fuel. Nice. dual fuel. So like That's a more positive way. Exactly. Everyone back in the day used to have a furnace and an AC unit. You take the AC unit out, you replace that with the electrical heat pump. That's what you're using 90% of the time until it gets below 20. The reason why I like it too is because your analogy of uh, everything just being, uh, you don't have competition. Like if everyone does this, you're just going to be behold to the electrical prices um, and you won't have any competition if you need to change it for whatever reason. Not only just because of the code, but just for that reason, right? Okay. Lesson number three. Okay. Insulate for sound when you have the chance. Uh, anyone who has tiptoed in slow motion uh, to avoid creaky floorboards uh, while the baby sleeps knows the value of a quiet house. Uh, basically, they regret not doing the extra step of insulating for sound. Um, in hindsight, it would have been an unbelievably cheap to put some bags of insulations yeah. in the walls where you when you have them open up. But we are time pressed to finish the renovation. Um, they w- go on,
1: we have a crowd, there's dogs. Yeah. I don't know why they decided <laughs> to come down.
0: I couldn't agree more, um, between, and they're talking about like when they, when they're in the kitchen and the baby, the bedroom is right below. Okay. That's one thing, but also like bathrooms, just putting some rock wall, rock, rock yep, in there. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. Let
1: me give you, let me give you just some brass tacks numbers, right? Yep. On a, on a two million dollar house that I'm building right now, the insulation, which is good, really super like the best insulation came in at 32k okay yep. And uh, I I'm, I'm there's no skimping either. this is with the interior walls per- percentage wise on that what is that even that's like I'm gonna do the math I got to do the math real quick. just just to tell you like what the per- the percentage of what you're typically looking at for um, construction on something. Oh my God, it's less, it's like one and a half percent of your construction budget. If she, if if this client went and insulated all of the interior walls, which she's not opting for just some, like the bathroom, the baby, literally it's the same thing. We're trying to help with the baby. We're trying to help with, um, people that are just need, need, need quiet, whatever they're, whatever they are. If she insulated all the walls, it'd be like another thousand dollars, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent. If she, if she went, I just ran the numbers this morning. I was trying to help her show like she could save money. Hey, let's say we don't insulate the garage, and it was kind of laughable, but I still had to show her. Yeah, she would save twenty nine hundred out of the thirty two k. I totally agree. If there's again, if there's certain things, so I would count. Here's what you got to do: you got to make like a you got to you got to do a comparison of what yeah. are the bones of my project, and what is what is the pretty eyelashes or whatever, what is the can, like does my beard get shaved off? Right, sure. category, something like that. Yep. I can live without a beard, yep. right? I can't live without my bones, my organs. That's the way you got to think about this. And what? A, don't cut on those things 100%. I will insulate the crap out of it. It's cheap. Insulation's cheap. Hopefully, it'll always be cheap. Yep. Lesson number four,
0: rethink concrete countertops. So basically, the story is it was cool, but over time, wine spills, all that other stuff, it gets to look pretty nasty.
1: Yeah. Quartz is your friend. Quartz is oh. a perfect... Quartz is a perfect compromise between granite and laminate, having to go in between those two. It's the perfect in-between. It's cost-effective. It still looks great. It can be stain-proof as long as you seal it
0: twice. I have a clarifying question. Yeah. My opinion is granite is cheaper than quartz.
1: That's not my opinion.
0: Okay. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Granite is is my number one, um, even better than marble because marble will stain. Um, and I thought granite was cheaper, um, but if you have to go a little bit cheaper than, than quartz, um, so there you go. Fifth one, have a clear design plan and don't rush it. Basically, they
1: were talking about oh, if you can give it to, if you can just massage. Yes. Uh, yep. Jeez. Can you just
0: dude marinate? Marinate. Well,
1: let me ask you this. This is hypothetical. Let's say let's say next year, by the end of next year, Al has enough. I know your goal is the same as mine. Like we both want to buy land. I want to buy land again, right? Yep, yep, yep. You want to buy land. Yep. We want to do our own houses. This yep. will be the ty- first time you do yours. It'll be the third time I do mine. Yep. <clears throat> let's say you do, let's say we both buy it at the same time. Sure. Don't you want to just kind of not do it fast? Don't you want to like move slow? I want yeah. to not build it for three or four years because I know I got to go in, into the bureaucracy of where I'm going to build versus yours is way less. Yep. But still like, don't you want to like, make sure
0: that's what Lance and I all often have like these little mini competitions that aren't really competition. It's just a reason for us to make fun of each other. Yeah. And then, and then you said it was months ago, like want to bet who who does their, you know, land and house first. And I said, no, because I don't care about, yes, th-.
1: he literally said that.
0: Yeah. 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 I go, no, because I, I don't, that's not what I care about in this situation. Yeah. So like, yeah, spot on. Yes. Like, yes. Let's really think. Really be critical. Let's yeah. get it right. I just, again, I just wanted the joke.
1: I just wanted the jokes. Yeah. she yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to? Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. I just got a quick rant I got to go through because I think this is important. So I think, uh, so everybody, uh, if you're an architect, builder, one of those two, even developer, you're going to work with material suppliers and material suppliers are going to try to woo you and get, get your business, right? Yep. <sighs> if you are bringing clients into, for example, a Windows sales Area, like a whatever it is. Showroom. Showroom. And these clients of yours are custom clients, and they're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the windows and doors. Yeah. I'm going to give you three scenarios. Which guy are you going to pick, Al? Okay. You go into showroom one. This guy has the quotes printed that he put together. He doesn't have the plans printed. He tries to reference the windows on on the quote, and telling the oh, the client you're with like oh yeah that window op- opens like this and uh, and then he fumbles because he's like ah because because she asked him well where's that window at he's like oh, i don't know i thankfully saved him i i pulled out the yeah. ipad and had it up and all that and um and then he goes through like a standard sort of window sales guy gal thing where they just walk. We walk around. We've touch and feel all the products. Yep, that's what we want. We want to touch and feel all the products. We talk about all the options and all of that. Boom. Next day we go to window sales guy two. window sales guy two has th- all the drawings printed out. He's got them marked up and highlighted. He sits down with you and the owners. He walks through every single window and door. He knows the plans by heart. He makes some suggestions. He asks their opinions, we do the same rigor more of touching and feeling all the hardware. Yep. And on top of that, this guy has jokes. Oh, I knew I knew you would like that. I like that. Yeah. He has great jokes. Yeah. Like the w- third guy. You go to the third guy. Third guy. By the way, let me talk about that. So the first guy is dressed in all like uh, literally garb like I'm wearing right now. Like yeah. uh, uh, swag, swag, product swag from the manufacturer. Yep. Second guy, same thing, but so go that's one to one. Third guy, you go to. Third guy, you go to. This guy has a beanie on. This guy has then a plaid, regular old like if you're a constr- uh, in the woods yep. type of person. Yep. He's got a baggy pants on, and they don't fit, and they're above his ankle. Okay. And so that you're just looks like he's swimming in his clothes, and he's wearing like skater shoes. He doesn't look like any of the other professionals that sure. are in this showroom at all. No quotes are printed, no plans are printed, and he's like, "So, yeah, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys want to see?" And the clients start leading the meeting. Yeah. Which guy are you picking, and why? Well, obviously B.
0: Yeah. And because it's self-evident. <laughs> it is one hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I just want to, like, everybody who sells things, including me and Al, bring your Mm A-game. The big lesson there is, like, you better bring your A-game. And you you did this recently with, which landed then, our biggest commercial project in the firm right now. Yep. Al brought his A-game. Yep. Al went around, gave him tours of other projects that we have done that are similar. He did the full tilt A-game, and he nailed, and he got the project. Yep. That's what you need to do. And that's a great place
0: to end. We'll leave A.R.E. Jeopardy for next week because we have some meetings that we need to go to. Uh, But we thank everyone for listening. Again, I can't stress enough um, checking out buildabetterco.com. I know that I've been promoting it. I know that it's from ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if you understand the value and the care of refining the details and getting great designs and making sure the bones are right so that that project uh, runs well for the rest of its life, then you probably understand what that can do to your firm as well. Check out buildabetterco.com or email me at akg at f9productions.com.
1: If you like this episode, you're listening on YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave us a positive comment. We'll see you next week. God, adventure again. See ya.